Welcome to The Laneway, where we delve into all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and sustainable fat loss. But coming at you with an unbiased, educational, and hopefully entertaining approach. I have no idea what mini-series episode number we're up to. However, this is how to tell if you're gaining fat in a reverse diet. I think this is one of those questions that at the start of a new um, intake, it's like prominent. It's like, all right, I've taken the leap. I'm ready to do this scary reverse dieting thing. But how do I tell? What's the what's the immediate thing that I can, what's the metric that I can use immediately to tell whether or not I've gained body fat in a reverse diet? So that's what we want to talk about right now. Um, there's a couple of different ways and I think sometimes, and and we spoke about this maybe on the last podcast, sometimes you can look for things that aren't actually happening and convince, convince yourself that these things are actually happening and it must be body fat that you're gaining. So do you want to start with yeah. like some little, yeah, maybe you segue on from there and then we can circle All back. right. How about I get into the mental side of it and then we'll give some tangible stuff. Yeah, cool. Because everyone, not not everyone, but everyone thinks <laughs> everyone. they're going to gain fat in a reverse diet. Yeah. Everybody thinks, not everyone, but everyone is thinking they are gaining fat in a reverse diet. Yeah. And then just coincidentally, whenever someone's in a fat loss phase and they lose weight, they also then get worried, oh my God, is this all my hard-earned muscle? <laughs> yes. Like, bitch, maybe it's that fat, <laughs> you know? Like, let's can we, can we look for a positive here? So I think that it's just the brain's – not I think. The brain looks for – it wants to stay in its safe zone. Yeah. Your brain does not give a shit about Cheryl's pool party. It doesn't care about looking good in a bikini. It doesn't care about burly this summer by the beach. It doesn't care about any of that. It cares about survival. And survival is safety. Safety is comfort zone. It does not want to step out of that comfort zone. So it's very, very natural for you to be scared to reverse diet, scared to increase calories. What about if I gain weight? And if you go into it with that mindset, which is probably a pretty normal mindset, I would say, because historically, what has happened in the past when you've increased calories? You've gained fat, right? But it's usually been at the end of an eight-week challenge or 45-day challenge, you've gone back to how you used to eat or you've binged or you've yo-yoed, restrict binge, and each each time you eat more, you gain more. So that's when your your brain has a rear-view mirror. And the first thing it does is always looks in the rear-view mirror to see what has happened in the past, mm. what's happened last time. So I, we've spoken before about the analogy of skydiving. It's the hardest thing ever to jump out of an aeroplane. If there's not someone attached to you, I don't think I could jump out. Your brain's like, we can't fly. I am not getting out of this aeroplane door. We can't fly. But as soon as your feet touch the ground, you want to get straight back up. Because now in the rearview mirror, your brain sees an amazing experience, a release of dopamine. You can't get the smile off your face. And you're like, I just want to do that again. You've now created a new story and your brain has learned. That's how you'll feel at the end of your reverse diet. But at the start, you're looking at the past of gaining body fat. So first things first, this is a mental thing. Going into it, I would suggest to do your best to not sit there every day, look in the mirror and ask, have I gained fat yet? This is, your brain has a, th- a thing called the RAS. Is it reticular activating system? Yeah. And what it is, your brain cannot process all of the information that your eyes see 
all day. It's far too much information for your brain to process. So it has a system called an RAS. It's kind of like a bouncer at the front of a bar, at the front of a club. It lets your brain know what to let in and what not to let in. As an example, if you bought a white Hyundai today, all of a sudden, there's nothing on the road but white Hyundais. Mm. Oh my God, another one. Oh my God. They were there before, but your brain's bouncer wasn't told that they're on the list and that they're to be let in. Now, the bouncer has white Hyundai on the list. Your eyes see a white Hyundai. The bouncer says, yep, you're in. And you see a white Hyundai. And that's exactly the same as how it is when it comes to seeing body fat in the mirror. If you've got on the list nothing but uh, do these clothes feel tight today? (laughs) Did the scale move today? Am I feeling fluffy? Do I feel full? Are my legs feeling heavy? I'm sure these this dress fit last time. Oh my god, I just saw a, a picture of myself in a window. I think I've gotten fatter. I'm eating more. This if you've got nothing but that stuff on your list, then that's all your brain is going to let in. That's all you're going to see, and that's what can lead to self-sabotage long term. I was just about to say that, like, obviously, not only will you convince yourself that these things are happening, but also then subconsciously, because this is your story, you will start to do actions that resonate with those feelings. So there'll be things like, I forgot to track that, but you don't even realize you're eating food that you're not tracking, right? You, oh, you skip sessions you, or skip skip. Um, uh, exercises or maybe don't push hard enough in the gym, like all these things start to happen. So like set, sort of like subconsciously. Yeah. And that's, and so the self-sabotage piece may actually not even be a conscious piece. I can't tell you how many times um, I have done like a bit of an audit for a group client because obviously with our Train With Ash group people, we don't have like a system where we actively go and check on their data every week. That's reserved for our one-on-one clients. But if someone asks a question in the group and let's say we go back through six months of data, I can't tell you how many times I've done that and realized that, okay, so there's been months on end where you might have skipped a workout or, you know, there was weeks here that you did banded workouts, but you weren't on holidays or, okay, I can see lots of pockets of holes where you haven't been tracking your calories. And then the person says, I have been a hundred percent. I have, I've followed this process because they're like, they actually genuinely believe that they have. They don't realize that, oh my goodness, I've got, you know, I've really got 50% accuracy or 50% compliance. So these things aren't you. And we're not here obviously trying to gaslight you either, but these things aren't happening. You're not realizing that these things are actually happening, right? Like we just said, it's all subconscious activity happening. So this obviously can play a role too. Mm. So the, the first thing, first and foremost, is not to go into looking for it. Yes. Yeah. First and foremost. <laughs> From the mindset piece. Yeah. A, a little hack we use is like if I had to give yourself, if you look at a before and after self photo, like from three months or whatever, you know, most people would be like, I can't tell any difference. I can't see anything. But if I said before, I said, I'm going to give you $1,000 for every difference. You notice a change, anything, I'll give you 1000 bucks for every one of them. You'd be like, you know what? I reckon my hips are slightly smaller there. Mm. Yep, bang, thousand. Okay, I think that that thigh, not the right one, but the left one. I think that's a little bit. You are correct. Another thousand. 
I'm smiling in that one. Okay, another thousand. What Actually, else? I think the body fat under my bra strap is definitely not as prominent. Now that I look at that back shot, yeah, yeah. that that roll that I have under my, my my bra strap at the back, it is smaller, or there's only one now instead of two. Bang, another thousand. That is how you, not that's how you should. You're going to have such a fuck ton better time <laughs> through your reverse diet if you look at it that way, and I'll tell you why. This will work. You just need to get out of your own way. If you just take your hand off the wheel and all you do is just get your three green ticks and give 100% to the process, trust the process, you get to the end of your reverse diet and the end of your fat loss phase and you'll hit your goal. It will happen. You just have to stop yourself from getting in the way. Your subconscious self wants to get in the way and self-sabotage this. It wants to. And you have to purposely not only stop yourself from looking for negatives, you have to make yourself look for positives so that you can make it far enough through the journey to go, fuck, this actually works. This is working. I thought that this would work for everyone except for me. I thought I'd be the only one this wouldn't work for. I thought for sure this would happen or that would happen. So that's the mental side. Do you want to start on now? All right, there is there a limit to how far you can reverse? Is it possible to gain fat, you know, during a reverse diet? What are the signs? What do you look for? And what do you do? Yeah, so we take a really conservative approach to reverse dieting, much more conservative than what um, you might see like in bodybuilding and stuff like that. So obviously, when I say modified, it's modified for general population, which is you guys. And that is a, a very slight increase in calories week on week. Now, sometimes we may not increase in calories, right? And the reason that we may not increase in calories is if we notice an average scale weight increase. And I say average, I don't say day because, for example, it's day three of the Train With Ash group and we've had somebody say today, my scale weight has increased since Monday, right? We don't have this week's data yet, so we can't make a decision. So we've got to wait for average weight for the week and we compare that to the week before. If we've seen that that's gone up by more than 500 grams, so not 500 grams, I'm talking 600 grams, 700 grams, maybe more average, and that coincides with your waist measurement increase. And then we will generally sit and hold on calories. We do that for two weeks. If we'll sit and hold on calories um, and not increase because that could mean that we've had a bit of a body weight, a body fat, sorry, increase and um, that we might need to slow things down a little bit, which doesn't mean that you failed. Like so many people can reach two and a half thousand calories in their reverse diet, but there's also a group of people that will be able to meet will reach 2,300 calories. There's going to be a group of people that can reach 3,000 calories in their reverse diet. It's so different. We've all got different tolerance levels and a lot of it's got to do with our genetics. It's got a lot to do with our dieting history. It's got a lot to do with how accurate your tracking is, how hard you're training. Like there's so many different variables and that's why it's so different for everybody. So it's firstly important from a mental side of uh, and mental side of you not to freak yourself out and just talk yourself into you're the person that is going to gain body fat. Who cares if you do? It doesn't, you don't just go overnight and you know, don't just gain 10 kilos overnight. Like I'm talking like less than a kilo and then we're like, all right, cool. Then we can pull back. Now there's some people that that's, they're okay with that. There's some people that are like, you know what? 
I'm okay if I gain five kilos of body fat in this process. Like I want to push and push and push. I want to grow a lot of muscle. And that's probably a small portion of people that are happy to do that. The other the other side of it is there's going to be people that will actually gain body weight that is not body fat. And how do we know that? Because their body weight increase coincides with a waist decrease. So it's not unusual And Shay, who is one of my one-on-one clients right now, she's been in train with Ash for the last three months. Her weight is slightly up, like ever so slightly up, but her waist measurement is six centimeters down and she's, she's leaner. She's jacked. She's jacked, right? So there's, there's also people that that happens to, there's going to be people that, um, I saw in the Facebook group this morning a lady who said that she's been reverse dieting since the start of the year and has lost 10 kilos. Now, that's not the expectation. We go into a reverse diet with the expectation to maintain, but there's also going to be that side of the the coin as well that happens. Yeah. Now, out of all the metrics that we measure, so just to get really clear, in case you're like, I'm still not 100% sure, these are the metrics we measure to understand changes to your body. Daily scale weight, However, we look at it as an average week. Weekly waist, monthly full body measurements, monthly full body photos, digestion, cycle. Strength. Strength. And we also track mood. Now. And PBs. I would say though, just those, those first before that, before strength and PBs, is what we would consider or what we would look at if you said, hey, Ash, can you check if it looks like I'm gaining body fat in my reverse? Those are the things we would check. There's seven things there. One of those is scale weight. And the scale weight is like the last number on your bank balance. So how much money have you got in the bank? Now I want you to think about, I bet you I bet you, if I said to you, you know, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you tell me how much you've got in the bank. You won't know the last number. No. You'll know the first couple. But yeah, you it starts with a it something. Sta- you know, it starts, I've got five grand. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not exactly five grand. It's 5,124 and 19 cents, yeah. right? The last number's the nine. It's the least important. That's scale weight. When it comes to looking at your reverse diet and whether you've gained body fat, does the nine matter? Yeah, because if it's not there, we're less a whole number. Now you've only got $500. But it plays the least amount of role. Maybe not the least, but it's definitely on the lower end of the scale. If you like, if you came to me and said, oh my God, Brad, my scale's up two kilos. And that's all we did. We'd be like, shit, you've got fat. <laughs> However, if I go, all right, no problem. What has your waist done? It's down 10 centimeters. Mm. I'd be like, holy shit, you've gained muscle and lost fat at the same time. This is body composition. This is body comp, body recomp, you gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time. And this is like the best outcome anyone yeah. could ever hope for. On the top of the list is gaining muscle, losing fat. The next is maintaining. And then the, less, and the next is down. So that's why it's so important to take a broad look. Now, let's say you say, I feel full. I feel fluffy. I feel heavy. Feelings don't count. And that's why we track data because we can't take action based off the way that we feel. If you increase your calories from 2,000 to 2,500, of course you're going to feel fuller. You're probably eating 500 more calories a day of food. So yes, you should feel full. And that feeling in the past of feeling full, rearview mirror syndrome, 
Anytime I felt full in the past, it was because I binged. Oh my God, I've binged. I must be fluffier. And you know why you say fluffier? Because you look in the mirror and nothing's changed. Mm. Your scale hasn't changed. Your waist hasn't changed on the tape measure or the scale. So you feel fluffy. Because you can't explain, how could it be that I feel this way, but I'm not bigger? I must be fluffy. And that'll just be a exactly as I said, more food volume in your body is something that you're not used to potentially. Or last time you had that, it might have been during a binge. So we look at all the metrics. So to square them off, we won't make, we don't take action off one week. If you gain 500 grams in week two compared to week one, we take no action because what's your digestion like? When's the last time you took a shit? What was your food like over the weekend? Has that impacted your average scale weight? Where are you at in your cycle? Are all questions that we want to know because all of those things can impact scale weight. And of course, what has your waist done? However, if you gain weight from week one to week two, you gain 500 grams or more. And then from week two to week three, you gain another 500 grams or more. And at the same time, your waist increases. This is when we enter a marinade week. This is when we go, okay, is this potentially body fat gain? It is potentially body fat gain. It's no cause for alarm. It's fine. It'll be okay. It's like a speed hump or a red light. You just stop, wait for the light to go green, and keep on going again. What do we do? We have a marinade week, which means if you were on 2,000 calories in week three, then you would stay on 2,000 calories on week four, allow the body to catch up, adjust, and then reassess. Ideally, that weight has either either maintained or come back down, and then you continue pushing on again. Or it comes back down because it was due to or it was due to cycle or it was due to any number of other things yeah that's exactly that's exactly how you do it that's exactly how you know and that's exactly what you need to look for so if none of this is happening (laughs) then you don't have to be concerned and also I think like it's not like we said at the start it's normal to be like well what if I gain body fat what if I'm that person which is a fair question to ask but also on the other side of that the fair question is what if I don't yeah so and and just leave it at that what if I don't if you're ever worried pop a post up in train with ash there are videos in the FAQ section that break down much more quickly what we've said here (laughs) Um, but there's only because we spoke a lot about the mental side of it today and why you might feel like it what to do when you feel like that etc right it's all mental the whole lot of it's it. it's all mental all right guys if you don't already follow me ash underscore underscore lane if you don't already follow brad at train with brad leave us a five-star review and we'll see you in the next episode is that the dishwashing liquid you got today yeah bro do they have a smaller one bro, i was trying to be earth is that friendly. a party pack it's the earth one is that a single serving <laughs> that's we'll see not, you in the next episode that's not even guys. gonna fill up like i love you love bye. you bye, bye.